In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. It's good to be home, a wonderful conference, convention, uh, and a wonderful time away with a few other families, so I'm ready to go back to work. It's not work, it's a real joy for us, Jan and I both, to be part of this community, so no, it's a joy, it's not a job. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Transfiguration, um, beautiful theme about sanctification and being transfigured ourselves. How does that kind of fit into uh, our work? There's many symbols uh, in the account that I think they're important to point out as a point of introduction. First is they go up to Mount Tabor. I'll tell you a story about Mount Tabor, by the way. Uh, Jan and I went to Mount Tabor, and we were on our way up to the mountain, and we were, had a guide, and the guide said, you can't get in, it's too late. You can't get in, it's too late. So there's big, giant doors on the monastery, and we're banging on the doors. You know, Deacon Howard and I, open the doors, nothing, nothing. So my lovely wife sneaks around the back. And a nun comes out and says, no, no, you can't come in, you can't come in. And she says, my husband's a priest. Orthodox priest? Yes, come on in. The doors open wide and we come in, have this beautiful tour. We got a little oil from the, 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 the monastery. It was a beautiful moment because there was no one there. We could pray and stand on the mountain, stand on the rock where Christ was transfigured. Beautiful moment for us, so. So the mountain, we climb the mountain, so we go high up to see the light of God, right? So we, there's an effort made. We make an effort. This doesn't happen. Sometimes it happens because we make an effort. Sometimes it happens because there's something in our life that moves us in that direction. Sometimes we, we're walking along a nice little path, and in life a mountain shows up, right? We don't even need to, we don't mean to climb it. It just happens. That's the time that light of God can come. We see this beautiful vision of Elijah and Moses side by side, uh, on both sides of Christ, uh, witnessing that the law and the prophets uh, proclaim Christ to be the Savior, to be the Messiah, to be the Son of God. Um, and then the light itself, it's so bright that Peter, James, and John have to duck down and turn their heads away from the light because it is so bright. This light is uh, the light of Christ, the light of God, the uncreated light. This wasn't created light. It was light beyond that light, an uncreated light. And we'll get into that because we have access to that light. And Peter, James, and John, their, their posture when they saw Christ transfigured, what was it? Was it prideful? It was humble, right? It humbled them. That's the place, that's the beginning of all spiritual life, is humility. So, and then the voice of the Father comes. 
This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. The second time this has been heard. The first at the baptism, and now at the transfiguration. So this proclamation of Christ being the Son of God, the Savior of the world. And this was to uh, give confidence to the apostles that Christ was the King and Savior and that his death on the cross was a voluntary death and that it would be followed by his resurrection because this light could not be extinguished. They knew that. So for us today, what is the reality that we see in this for ourselves? What happens to you at baptism is the most critical and important thing to know. What happens at baptism? St. Paul tells us in Galatians what happens at baptism. Those who are baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Put him on. On. We are united to God in baptism. In that baptismal font, we are united to the glorified humanity of Christ. And so we have access to what? The light. You have access to the light of God. You're united to him, and he has the light, and you have access to the light. How come you're not glowing? I'm looking around for the glowers. You know why? Some people do that, though. Some people have actually shown this. Um... But for us, I think, on a practical way, what then is our effort in this life? It, it becomes quite simple, I think. The effort in our life as, as Christians is to draw near to God and dwell with him. Dwell in the light. Dwell with God in the light. And then we can have access to the light. And that light can shine through us. We can become more and more like Christ. So why doesn't it happen? Distractions. 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 We have to know, especially in this modern age, we have to know everything, right? About everyone else. About all our friends. We have to know. We have to fix. We have to fix everything. All our problems, all the things, we have to fix them. We have to be happy. You know, God didn't say, blessed are the happy. You know, he said, blessed are those that mourn. Blessed are those that are poor in spirit. Blessed are those that are hunger and thirst. Blessed are those that struggle, that have difficulties in life. Blessed are they. You know, it's not about kind of finding happiness. It's about responding virtuously to everything that we're given. That's our life, to be in God. And only by the grace of God can we do that well. So we respond to those things in life that are given to us. That's, that's our lot as Christian people. And I think part of it is because we don't look at our life on this planet, in this time, as just the preface to the book. We see it as the whole book. So we gotta, we got to fill every chapter. we got to do it all right. No, this is a preface. We're getting ready for the life to come. We're 
to be in this world, but not of it. And when we find ourselves distracted, we find ourselves in it and of it. We have to understand that we have to look beyond this life and understand that we're headed for a better life, the perfect life, a life with each other, a life with the saints, a life with God. Contemplate that. We say it in the Lord's Prayer, you know. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let me be connected to that. Let me live my day like that. So how can we, what can facilitate this? What can help us? move in this direction so we can live this transfigured life, so we can be like Christ. I just want to go through a few things um, in relation to that. First is not to judge others. You know, when traveling, I don't know if this is like you when you travel in airports, you see a lot of people, <laughs> and you judge a lot of people, you know. Oh, that person's really overweight. You know, boy, they've got problems. Oh, there's an anorexic person over there. Oh, that's a very unhappy couple over there. I mean, you're looking all the time at stuff. You know, it's just so hard to just not think of something about the person and, in a sense, judge it. You know what St. John calls us in the book of Revelation? He says, we are called to be priests and kings and queens. We're called to be priests. What does the priest do? He prays. We should be praying for each other all the time. Think of a world where people prayed for each other and didn't judge each other. Imagine. We'll write a new John Lennon song. Imagine. We pray for each other. No judgment. So don't judge. It's, it's, it's accessible to us. We can fight for that. The other is to be thankful for everything continually. Let gratitude, the virtue of gratitude, grow in you. You know, when I was at the monastery of uh, St. John in Essex, uh, Father Zachariah, one of the spiritual fathers there, I had a moment with him. And I shared with him all the things I had been struggling with. Uh, and it's very interesting because when you, I had a list of like five or six things. I thought I would kind of get an answer to each of them. Well, do this for that, do this for this, do this for this. He said, Father Nicholas, you need to be more thankful. I said, what? <laughs> I thought you were going to fix all my problems. No, that was the fix. Be thankful. Be grateful in all things. He said, you could never, we could never thank God enough. We can't do it. So be more thankful. Just allow that to be. Don't judge people. Be more thankful. And this transfigured life starts to grow up into us. Because we can look at all our lives troubles and, and be despairing and anxious or we can be grateful 
The other is um, to share this a little bit. Uh, don't shy away from a broken heart. You know, life, as we know, breaks our heart sometimes. Breaks our heart. Don't shy away from that moment. Because God knows a broken heart. He says, a broken and a contrite heart, these I will not despise. He comes to that heart. He gives grace to that heart. He gives his presence to that heart. Don't run away from it. Step into it. It's very interesting, you know, that the, the, the prayer, the way we are encouraged to pray is to pray with our mind where? Where's the mind supposed to go? Into the heart. When the mind and the heart are united, that's like pure prayer. That's perfect prayer. Sometimes our mind's over here, right? It never gets into the heart. You know where your mind is when you have a broken heart? It's in your heart. It can't go away from there. This is the perfect time to pray. Where's your mind? In your heart. It's the perfect time. It's where God is. He's in that moment with you. So don't shy away from these moments. We hear in the, in the um, liturgy of the faithful these very beautiful words. A broken and a contrite heart. That's not it. I just saw my grandson walk across the uh, camera cut me. Um, these words. Uh, take, eat. This is my body broken for you. This is the blood of new covenant shed for you and many. So we see this Christ step into the broken place and be with us and give us grace and mercy. So we have to step into that place with him and be with him in it. So don't shy away from those moments in your life. And finally, I just want to encourage you. Be patient with yourselves. <laughs> Sometimes we want to climb the mountain too fast. Sometimes we want things so quickly. Don't be in a hurry. God will bring them when he brings them. I remember praying uh, years and years ago. I said, Lord, teach me humility. And all he's done these last many years is showed me how prideful I am. It's like, you're supposed to teach me humility. No, you need to repent of your pridefulness. Then you'll find humility. So it's this work that we do, and it, we need to be patient about it. Trust God. Let God transform you. Don't try to transform yourself. Let God do it. He does a better job, by the way. He's really good at that. So, may we draw near to God, who loves us, cares for us, brings us great mercy, and live this life with him, for he is the way, the truth, and the life. And all come to him. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.